All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I am very much looking forward to today's show. It is going to be uh, it's going to be a handful as we sit here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. No Ryan Pinder today. Oh, pff, actually, what the hell do I know? We do have Ryan Pinder today. He is not here in Calgary. I got one guy in Buffalo. There's Rhett Warner, and we got Ryan Pinder, who is uh, uh, I can only guess hung right over somewhere in Nevada. Is that right? We welcome Ryan Pinder to the program. What's happening? Where are you? I'm in the lobby of the hotel casino. Can't hear you. Yeah, can't hear you. Thanks for Thanks coming, coming in. in. Uh, we go uh, to we Buffalo, go to Buffalo back, back, to back to the bomb shelter. We check in with, uh, with Rhett Warner, and he's got a friend with him today. The, the media doesn't travel anymore, I guess, when the NHL's, uh, when teams go on the road, no one travels and no one's happier about not traveling than uh, one of the greatest Buffalo Sabres of all time. There he is, the legendary Rob Ray. Robert, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm tremendous. Are you, I wish are you, you Pinder I wish both or are you, you guys Burner? Were. I'm Burner. Okay. I just yeah, got a new one. I, I am Burner. Burner. And, and, and Pinder is in that barn. Yeah, barn is beside you. Well, look at this. You two donkeys back together just like old times. A couple old yeah. men sitting in the basement complaining about everything. That sounds about right. Well, at least we look good doing it. 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So yeah, your hair. We were just talking about the weight we lost, and we were thinking maybe you should try the same program. Yeah, you're probably right. So what what is that? The X-Lax diet? What are you on? Oh, no, it's get married, and they never cook, so you never get to eat. Simple. Well, I know that's not Rhett's. Rhett's shown us he's been eating burgers every, it's like three square meals a day of just straight double-decker burgers with extra cheese. Toasted Uh, brioche buns razor, they're delicious. Well, he hasn't found the good spots yet here. You know, it's just take some time. Get back in that role again. All the spots he used to travel to, they're all closed. Those people have all died off, and it's all younger generation coming in. So he's got to find it. Actually, I saw yesterday in the news there was a a, a bartender Hall of Fame, and I read the list. I knew a few of the folk. Is Rhett's audio okay? Is he coming through his mic or is he coming through Rob's mic? Do we think? I I don't hear him through mine. Since you guys this this high money, high powered podcast you got going here, guys. That's maybe you work out the kinks before you do it. (laughs) I got some people here that would probably call to help you out with this. Yeah. Well, well, the only tool he has here, there's only tool he has to work with anything is a pair of scissors down here. Before we get the real important guests, we figured we'd work the kinks out here over the first couple yeah, weeks of the okay. show. Then we'll get the the real guests on. Um, the Buffalo Sabers are in town tonight. Yeah. Now, do we have? Better be ready. We're going to bring in. We're going to bring in Frank Saravalli at some point. Do Do we have Frank, or when do we want to bring Frank in? He's our NHL insider. But I was looking this morning at this team, this Buffalo Sabers team. Yeah. Incredibly young. Owen Power, 19, a couple of 20-year-olds, two 21, two more tw- Everybody is 24 years of age or younger. They can barely get into to have a beer in the U.S. Crazy how the youth movement is is being served there in Buffalo. Yeah, it's, I think it's average age of 25 right now. If you took uh, Anderson out of the lineup, it drops down to like 24.3 or something like that. But, yeah, you know what? The important pieces of this team are young. And they've all got a considerable amount of experience at different levels. I'm not just talking the NHL. I'm talking, you know, whether it's world championships, Olympics, all this kind of thing where they've played at a high level. So that that's huge. You know, you, you can't get the NHL experience until you play the games. But these guys are like a doll, you know, pull him out. This kid, when he got here, he was a snotty little kid, just skinny little guy. Now he's a man. You know, and it's only he's only 23 years old, and he's logging a ton of ice time. You got power out there too. It's a double whammy that you got. You got your power play now, and you got them both going out there. It's uh, more options. You know, you move up front, and they didn't want to go with a veteran group to try to surround the young guys with veterans because they figured the guys that they had that were still young had two or three years of experience, and and that was good enough. And it's worked. Uh, you're not sitting there. Your oldest guys are, I think we have four guys that are over the age of 30 on the team, and that's it. So, yeah, you know what? It's it, Donnie Granado's and, and Kevin Adams' motto is let the kids play. They're going to make mistakes, but he wants them to learn from those mistakes and grow together. And I think it's uh, it's been fantastic so far. And even at the end of last year, you saw the, the improvement with this group uh, that, you know, they weren't just – they weren't playing – not to lose they were playing to win every night and i think that's the biggest thing for so many years here it was just playing to try to keep it close and try to keep it respectable now they're going in to try to play to win it's a good attitude it felt to me 
like once the Jack Eichel thing was was yep. finally solved and finally finished, it just felt like both sides could move on. But I really felt like for Buffalo, you don't want to be here. Get the hell out. And then yep. you brought in specifically in Tuck, a guy that really wanted to be there. It almost felt like that was kind of a galvanizing thing for the team. Well, I think that there was so much going on with Jack and Jack had a lot of say and power within the room that it really prevented a lot of guys from stepping up and maybe maturing a little quicker and, and accepting the ownership of the team. I think the big thing Donnie Granada's talked about is how this group has stepped in and taken ownership of the team. And I don't think that was happening before. And the second Jack, uh, you know, left the room, there was young guys stepping up, grabbing on control. When Tuck came in, he was excellent with these guys and gave them a lot of confidence and, you know, was kind of that spokesperson that somebody that needed to be in front of the camera, you know, he was willing to do that and he was able to do it. But just by doing that, so many young kids have just, and even a Kyle Oposo, I think being the, you know, our, our captain now, but being a very good leader, a little hesitant too, because when you got that star player in the room that carries that clout, then, you know, you're a little hesitant just to, to jump in sometimes. You may talk to them behind the scenes, but if they're not accepted to it, then it's going nowhere. It's only going to make problems. And, you know, I just, the second he left, it was a totally different attitude, a totally different group, and you just saw them kind of come together. I, I think, and now you've got, but unfortunately, now you've got a jinxy pants. All, all, so much things going Buffalo's way, and now Warner moves back. So, I mean, that kind of cancels all of it out. Well, we keep him away from the ring. There's two arenas downtown. He's allowed to go to one. The other one he's got to stay away from. And the one he's got to stay away from is the important one. The rest, uh, you know, you can make mistakes over in the other building. No, no, me and Jason Christie go way back. We're buddies. He's talking Jason Christie, who's assistant coach here, a little yeah. stumpy or smurf or whatever you want to call him from Saskatoon. Supposedly he's a legend out there or something. I'll give you the – he's a good guy, but, you know. God. His, his choice of chew is not the right one for me. Well, he was a big Manitoba moose, wasn't he? I think he was a – was he a legend in Winnipeg? Uh, he, I think he was with the Moose, was but he? his biggest, Portland, was where he was the yeah. big star. Good guy, though, I'll tell you what. Okay. No, he yeah. doesn't. And, and you know what? He might better come over here and feed into this one. But we don't need Rhett right now. Because we really Rhett don't. doesn't know anything that we're talking about. So it's just yeah, you and I carry this thing. It's quite all right. With the Buffalo Bills doing yeah. as well as they are this year, does that leak into the Sabres room saying, hey, here's a team that has had some tough times. Look how the city rallies around them. We get some wins. You get excited about things. That's got to, they got to feel like, why not us as well, right? Yeah. Here, I'll tell you what, that, that since I've been here, both the Bills and the Sabres, even when ownership was not the same, um, there was always a huge connection. There was a huge connection between both teams. Uh, you know, back when I was playing Ken Hall and, and Glenn Parker and Jim Kelly, all these guys were at our games all the time. They were around the room. They were around the guys. So you learn an awful lot from them. And and now it's the same thing. These guys, they're at the games. They're all friends, these guys. They hang out together. Um, but I, I think overall the Sabres kind of learn a little bit too from the Bills side when, when they came in and it was all big culture change. And they wanted they were the they were the first here in town that was like, hey. If you don't want to be here, you're not going to be here. We want guys that want to play here. We guys want to be a Bill. And I think they saw what the difference it could make that if 
they're all excited. They're all excited to come to practice or they want to be there, that it makes a huge difference. And the kind of the, the Sabres kind of follow that same program. And, and, and it's been hugely popular amongst the players. And, and I'll tell you what, there's, there's, there's been a couple of guys come in and gone that you kind of hear through the grapevine that just got not, not really buying into it and, and not being, you know, into this whole, hey, all one thing, we're all one team here. And it's kind of just slowly weeded out. So, you know, they're, they're not staying if, uh, you know, they don't have that same attitude. But, but overall, it's, I think that when you watch one team have success and see how the fans react and what it can be like, these guys are sitting here and they're like, we want that too. And we're going to do what we have to do to, to get that same attention. So I, I think it's been great for them. Both of them feed off each other. And isn't, you know what? It's no different here. And I think in a lot of these markets, you go Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, smaller markets, yep. and you can name any amount of guys that have been in a spot where they don't want to be. And I think Flames fans got a taste of that this year where Goudreau said he's not re-signing and Kachuk said, I'm not signing, so I want out. If you have that in your locker room, it's contagious. You can't have that in your room at all. And you'd love to have everybody that's just so damn proud to be in Buffalo or Calgary or whatever, but you can't have it the other way. It's a long list of teams. It's just toxic in that room when you have guys that are just sour. It sucks everybody down. Well, because a lot of the times those guys are the, the, the big voice in the room too. And if they're bitter all the time and they're talking down to the team or about the team, it's a lot of the times, guys, just they don't want to hear it. They don't want anything to do with it. But what it does is just starts separating the guys within the room a little bit. And that's where you start having problems. You, if you can't get the guys all on the same page, then you're not going to be successful. And it only takes, and we've experienced in the last little while, one or two guys that not to be happy around the, the, you know, the team, and it just kind of drags other guys down. Whether it's one or two guys, you know, it's it still, it, it just kind of festers and it just becomes that problem. And then on the other side, you got guys having to ask, answer those questions all the time too. So when you're supposed to be concentrating on what you're doing and game planning and all that kind of thing, and instead you're putting out fires and you're trying to, you know, convince guys, uh, you know, to think differently, it, it takes a lot of energy. So all that wasted energy you had before is put towards, uh, you know, the right thing now, instead of, you know, just trying to keep peace within the house. So do you travel at all anymore? Is it? Yeah, what's we're going to do, like? I think probably 25 games on the road this year. The rest are from home here. Uh, but a majority of the games we're going to be doing are East Coast games here, like overnight. Um, you know, we, we I think there's only a couple multiple game trips that, that we'll end up doing. But uh, we do all the games and they still get pumped back. We do it from home here. We're doing this whole trip and, you know, we won't do the California, but we'll be doing, you know, pretty much every other game. So. 25 out of the 41 will be in attendance for. I was, well, I was looking at the the age of these kids. For anybody else doing uh, a what seven, eight, nine-day road trip, because it started with Edmonton on Tuesday, then tonight here, Saturday, Vancouver, then again, you wait till Tuesday to be in Seattle and then come all the way home. Uh, yeah. That's Veterans don't love those trips. These young kids, they're loving it. For some of them, this is the first real road trip in the National Hockey League. Let's go, per diem. Hotels, let's go. Yeah, but you know what? It, when you have so many young kids around too, it's great for the veteran guys because it gives them a little life because these guys every day yeah. they're excited about it because it's new and, oh, my God, this, that. You know, and, and, the, and the older guys feed off that a lot. 
And that's healthy as well, just to keep them going. Because, you know, I talked to Kyle Oposo and these guys and they're like, oh, you know, Paterka comes in, he hasn't experienced too much. And, you know, every day it's something new to him and how excited he is. And when a kid's walking around the room with a smile on his face that you can't wipe off with a fist, it's, it's like, it's, it just, it just, it's contagious and they love it because it's just something that, uh, and you hope they never lose that because I think when they lose that, that, you know, everything that is going on and practicing every day is, doesn't become exciting anymore, then, you know, that's, that's time to, to move on. Well, and I think it's kind of how Rhett looks up to you in a way. I think that yeah. that's a big reason why that's he's why back. That's why he came he back. Said- he says he's you should see the place that rob is building it's unbelievable oh, he was out i was watching he was a third base coach the other day I'm, he really looks up to you well i give back you know i give back and i don't expect anything for it and i'm and, and whether it's the kids helping out or an old guy like rad i'm there for them you know that's that's just what i've been programmed to do over the years yeah, and he needs yeah, a lot of help and not only him his son He's special. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if there was a father son that could be twins, these two are twins because between the two of them, I think they have a hard time figuring out how to get to school every day. So, yeah, it's, uh, at what age do you start trying to master the off the glass and out? When does that start? At what age? Hey, I'll, I'll just tell you what, I'd be comfortable if something ever happened to me that my son at 13 would be able to drive me to help and get me there and look after me. The other ones, I don't think they'd have any any hope in, How, in getting to where they needed to be. Yeah. I wonder if, Rhett, you should just uh, use raw, if you guys can share the mic there, because I'm not sure that that thing's working real hot i'm not sure can you do that is there any way you can Can you hear me now yeah there you go i can, can hear, hear me? you now i can hear you now why don't you right, tell me, uh, i pushed the button perfect that's great heavy. if you could just keep doing that that'd be awesome yeah uh so tonight it's the uh the sabers and the flames over at the dome i think it's a 7 30 start i think that's what it is yeah um, 9 30 here yep there you go you so better ask your questions us. razor what what I was going to tell us about uh, Rob's, got, got, uh, the big Ponderosa that he's building out there. You were saying it's uh, unbelievable. I think there's a little, actually, speaking of pond, I think there's a little concern that this homemade pond might overflow out there. He's got bobcats and minks and turkeys and all kinds of wild animals. But I thought he got that crazy nuisance animal license. Like, apparently, he's not putting it to use yet. Well, they're they're not a nuisance out there. That's that's where they're supposed to be, and that's where they live. So we will we will take care of some of the nuisance animals once we get moved in down there. But right now, they're they're more than welcome to be roaming and cleaning up around the. I got these workers. I got good workers, but they're they're they just throw their sandwiches everywhere. Everything they're done, they just throw it out the window. It's a big pile, and it saves me from cleaning it all up all the time when you have all these scavenger animals around. Didn't you have what was the story? Oh God! You had some some dead animal in the trunk of a Chrysler LeBaron or something like that. What was that story? I had a deer. I took a deer to the rink one time in the back of my trunk, and it was no, I think it was a what the heck car was that? I don't even know what it was. A small it was car, a Taurus. Taurus maybe. Threw the deer in the back. I didn't have anywhere else to do, so I went to practice and dealt with it after practice but so, it's like normal hunting, around here guys i don't like you can drive around anywhere in the city as soon as hunting season starts and there's deer on 
roofs, there's deer on the top of trunks, in the trunks, hoods of cars, whatever it is. You got to get them home. Yeah. 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 There's blood everywhere. Some, yeah, some real outdoorsmen in their Taurus vehicles, 84s. And then you went. Uh, Razor, Razor wanted to come on and get some, uh, get the goods on the flames because he's got to do the, yeah. the show tonight. How do you beat do you these want? guys? I don't think you can. Uh, they may not yeah. lose again. They may not That's lose. That's what I said last year. Got out to that two. Why, got out yeah. to the two. I, I, two I, I'd, be, I'd be very comfortable making a bet with you that they are going to lose multiple games. Maybe and in maybe a row. Even maybe even tonight. Yeah, maybe even tonight. Boys, I'm going to let you. Uh, Take a take a, a short break there. I'm going to talk to Frank Saravelli for a bit, and we'll bring you back in. Does that sound all right? You guys can kibitz for a little bit, and we'll pick this up in a bit. Can you? you so they just shut us off. Frank is? Well, no, just just stay there. We'll take care of it. You guys visit, and we'll bring you back on. Just don't go okay. anywhere. All right, there you go. There's Rob Ray and Rhett Warner out in right. Buffalo. What a pair! What a pair! Um, the stories and what's great about this format is we can now really start start to get into it whereas maybe before you know pg kids are listening now we can really get into it uh, frank saravelli is our nhl insider daily face off uh, pleased to be joined by frank it's uh, it's a it's one of those days i got no ryan pinder but i got an extra rob ray and we got uh, you just never know right that's what uh, it's a good thing we're uh, we're broadcast professionals you and me look at us we almost we're dressed alike. You got better hair. Look at us. What a team. You know, I was waiting for, uh, I was hoping Rob was still going to be here because I was going to ask him to blink twice. We got a little tour there of, uh, of, of Rhett's basement. I, I think it's more classified like a dungeon. And I was, blink twice if your captors are treating you okay there, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his leg in some shackles. You gonna be able to leave at the end of this? I'm not sure. What what a sure what, what a palace that is. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those those star those star NHL players, they're just like us. There's the boys. Now, Rob, Frank was wondering, are you uh you, you said are you okay? Blink twice if you're being held captive. Are you all right? Well, I'll tell you what, the only reason I'm still down here, Rhett's wife's at the top of the stairs and she's not in a good mood right now, and I'm afraid to leave. So that's what's keeping me here. Well, you the know other what? thing this that caught good. my eye from the first 10 minutes of the show, you mentioned choice of chew. I got to ask, like, Rob, what's your selection? What's your I'm on to this right now, the Rogue. Okay. It's cheaper. If you go to the res, it's a lot cheaper. It's like two bucks a tin instead of seven bucks at 7-Eleven. I'm an actual so that, chew guy. Yeah. Like, I'm a red man guy. I'll take some red man if you want to send it to me. Would a Levi Garrett would be good, too? Oof. Yeah. Take the take the red man and the Levi Garrick and get a big piece of bubble gum, mix it all together oh, and put it in the get side. the giant oh. the giant bubble yum pieces, the really yeah, big squares. Big leg chew or something like that. Oh, get yeah. it all mixed in. So There's good. nothing better. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Disgusting. Uh, when you become a man. Yeah, I was gonna say these are man they, things. Yeah. yeah. Like I get when some you're allowed to do man to... some manly things, then okay, you'll find this out. Frank, let me ask you. We were getting the lowdown on this young, this young plucky Sabres team that's here in Calgary tonight. Just a bunch of kids. They're loving life and they're winning hockey games. Eric Comrie comes in. He was what waiver guy. Played his testicles off the other night. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Sabres? 
exciting. Uh, they've got a, a bit of a shot in the arm for some of the reasons that you guys mentioned in terms of having guys that really want to be there. I think that matters. And they've got talent. Like the, one of the big question marks you hit on Comrie heading into this year was, yes, this team, you know, it probably exceeded some expectations last year and now can take a step forward. Can My big question was, can they do it with the goaltending that they have? And just watching the early returns, again, very early, but Mike McKenna just did a big piece on this, breaking down Eric Comrie's game on dailyfaceoff.com, and he loved it. He said, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing from, from Comrie to start, and Anderson's been fine. And so you just think of the excitement on their back end, too. Like, I know um, it's been a little bit quiet for Owen Power in terms of point production, but everyone's expecting this big breakout season. And, and so you've got two number one overall picks on the same blue line. It's kind of crazy to think about. And, you know, the funny thing about the Sabres and their start to this season is that they've gotten that production from their young guys. It's not the older guys. It's not Ocpozo or Skinner or those guys that have been putting up the points. It's been J.J. Paterka giving this team a shot in the arm or uh, Darlene leading the team in scoring. So I think that's been really intriguing to watch. And the Comrie one is interesting because he, he, he always kept hearing his name because he, he was on Winnipeg, with the Jets, then waivers, and he'd leave, then they'd bring him back. It felt like if he ever got the chance to be a full-time guy, he could be a guy. He could be a potential number one, but he never really got that amount of run, runway. It sure seems like he's going to get it here. Yeah, there's no doubt. Look, this crease is wide open. I mean, they've got an opportunity here. It's, I love him betting on himself. I know that this $1.8 million deal is a huge step up from where he was in those waiver claims uh, last year, making $750, but he gets two years at $1.8. Smart for the Sabres in that if he is going to be a guy for the medium or longer haul, you've got him at a really reasonable cap number and you can let him grow with your team. So I think that's extremely important. They got to solve that. That's a huge part of their overall organizational structure is can you be in a spot with your goaltending where you can put a team on the ice in front of them and have confidence? And if Comrie does that, great. And if not, they need to keep looking. You got to check that box positionally. And that's a big thing. And, and if Comrie does that, you, you know, you found gold. Panic always sets in. It doesn't take very long. It happens in every sport. And I don't know, I, I don't honestly know what's fair. What, what kind of a mile marker you need to hit in terms of a schedule before, if things are going poorly, poorly you can start to give some, lay some stock to it. The Vancouver Canucks, 0-3-1. Jim Rutherford came out and said it's maybe a little unfair to start giving this team a, a overall analysis. They've been on the road, they've had leads and have lost them but it's just the nature of the beast in hockey markets where it's going to be, they're going to pucker. Do Canuck fans, should they be puckering at an 0-3-1 start? Well, I think there's a lot of things to point to and say why they should. I mean, you think about, it's not just that they've lost, it's the way that they've lost. It's what the coach has said, calling them mentally weak. Um, you know, they're the first team in NHL history to do what they've done, which is lose four games. It was the record was they said it with three to lose four games in which you've held a multi goal lead. That's that's something special. I mean, and not something you want to be bragging about. And I think when you look at the overall grand scheme, the 30,000 foot view for the Vancouver Canucks, which I think when you're the president of hockey ops or GM, you try and always have in mind. 
two things really surprised me. One um, is the fact that Jim Rutherford said he wasn't all that surprised. And I wish there was some more prodding on that part because, well, why aren't you surprised? I kind of, I'm not entirely surprised just because of the way that their training camp played out. I felt like it was listless at times. And I felt like with some of their star players, you need to have them step up and, and want to be the difference. And I didn't see that. And you've seen it in little glimpses here and there, but nothing sustained. And the other part is that's factoring into all this is there's pressure internally and externally for the Canucks because they didn't make a whole ton of changes. And now they're in this spot where they cannot let this season slip away like it did last year. You can't get to the middle of November and say, oh, well, it's you know nice that we showed up this year. We don't have a shot at the playoffs. That can't happen again. They waited until December 4th to make changes last year. I don't see that as being in Jim Rutherford's DNA. I, I don't think a coaching change is something that he wants to do right now, but I think it's in the back of everyone's mind, and I'd be shocked if it's not in the back of Bruce Boudreaux's mind at the moment. And the other thing is, is there some kind of trade that happens if this continues? You asked the question, what's the appropriate amount of time. It's different for every team in every circumstance. It's shortened for Vancouver because of the reasons I mentioned. But I would say generally, for the most part, you're looking at like a quarter of the season, 20 games before you really know what you have. Here in Calgary, it's been a good start. We were laughing the other day. They got out to a 2-0 and start. Best start since the 9-10 season. I say, That's a pretty low bar, but uh, they went 4-0. and to start that season. And that's still the, uh, the mark that the flames will shoot to get to tonight against Buffalo, the rumor mill being what it is. And if, if there's nothing that you want to add to it, or if you, you just don't know if there's anything to it, I, I understand, but whenever big names get linked to the flames or any kind of trade rumors come up, this late, latest one, Patrick Kane to the, uh, that the flames could be in the mix. If Patrick Kane is potentially put on the market by the Chicago Blackhawks, is this, uh, is there any, smoke is there any fire is there anything to this and i know we i think we talked about it last week when we had you on maybe the week before that if a cane deal happens it's probably a little bit further on down the road because of capital implications but uh, your your thoughts on kane and any potential fit here surprise and I, I don't really know where that comes from because of the reasons i mentioned when i joined you last week about patrick kane is that they're going to take their time here pat Brisson's the agent and i think you have the playbook of what happened with claude Giroux in philadelphia last year you know, waiting right until sort of before the deadline to make this determination and decision. Like Claude Giroux, they hold all of the cards, uh, all the keys here in terms of what happens next. Nothing can happen without their approval. And so Patrick Kane's not ready yet. He's not itching to get out of there. He's not calling up his agent saying, you know, we got to do this next week because of the situation that the Chicago Blackhawks are in. Everyone went into this eyes wide open. Uh, me personally, I would think the Flames are, if this does happen, way further down the list. And I don't, of course, the Flames would be interested. Who wouldn't be interested in adding a player of that skill set to your team? Um, and, you know, especially if you have the assets to make it work. It probably doesn't surprise anyone that Brad Tree Living is someone that's constantly working the phones to find out anything about anyone who might be available. There's not really a lot that happens in this league without. Brad Tree Living uh, learning about it, and he seems to be in on everything. I would just think that as Patrick Kane has a ton of options presented to him, I don't know that Calgary would be at the top of the list. You were at the Board of Governors meetings earlier this week, and obviously the word came out there about uh, the escrow payments and what uh, implication that will have for the cap. I didn't know that you could pay off billions of dollars that quickly. I, 
I got a credit card bill that's a bugger. I can't seem to get rid of it. But uh, anything else, or I guess more to that end, and anything else from Board of Governors meetings this week? Yeah, so I've done some homework in the last 48 hours since, talked to both league and NHLPA sources, and they've indicated that, look, a lot needs to go right in order for this debt to be paid off this season. Everyone's really confident that by next year it will be paid off and the cap can definitely increase in 2024. There's no doubt about that, full confidence. They feel like the projections that were given by the NHL this week were a little bit rosy in nature. And you know the fact that we're even talking about it is kind of amazing in and of itself, a $1.1 billion debt paid off in a few years due to the nature and structure of this memorandum of understanding. But when you look at it, I, I went back and asked some people, what are we looking at in terms of the overall debt that's remaining? And what would you need to hit in terms of a revenue target in order to pay that off? And the answers are somewhere in the neighborhood of $450 million is what's left on that bill. So how do the players pay that off this year? Well, revenue would need to hit somewhere in the neighborhood of 5.5 to 5.7 billion. The NHL got to 5.4 last year as sort of a total surprise. They were hoping to be in the neighborhood of 5, maybe 5.2. They ended up reaching to 5.4. Can that happen again this year? That's where that rosy projection comes in and the possibility of it. But if not, that means the cap is only going up a million dollars this summer in 2023. And so as I've talked to teams around the league since hearing this news, everyone's antsy for that cap to increase. But given the nature of the projection, everyone at this point, Boomer, is sitting back saying, look, we're banking on a $1 million increase. And if we happen to get four or four and a half, then so be it. Things will get a lot easier for us. But no one's really holding their breath thinking that that increase is coming this summer. You were talking about it, I know, on Daily Faceoff yesterday uh, on YouTube. It comes on just before our show, the Aaron Ekblad injury in Florida. You go on LTIR, it's a it's a serious injury. Now, I know Bill Zito, the GM, came out and said it's maybe more on the less serious side. I would hope that's the case if you're the Florida Panthers because that defense is particularly thin without him and obviously Mackenzie Wieger now playing here. What's the state there? Do you know anything more, I guess, on the Ekblad severity? And if if it is somewhat serious, do they have any choice but to try and make a move? kind of a little bit like your hair a little like a little thin like to describe florida's defense is Son that fair bitch. <laughs> so i mean look Air i talked shots. to someone in the florida panthers organization yesterday and they said it is going to be really fun watching our team for the next five or six weeks because it's going to be an absolute adventure to, to quote the old tex evans they're going to be a threat at both ends of the ice and part of that's because uyghur has gone as you mentioned you guys are enjoying him in calgary and They've got a couple guys sliding in. They lost Ben Sherrod, of course, in the offseason. He signs elsewhere. And now you've got those guys out and Ekblad out, and you're replacing them with Lucas Carlson and Matt Kirstead. And, oh, by the way, since Ekblad is probably only going to be out in that, I'm guessing, four- to six-week time window, I was told that it's a grade two groin strain, which is never fun to deal with, that he's probably in a position where they can't, it's not like you can go out and spend that money. You need to account for that to come back onto the cap when that time's up. So they don't have future assets because they've traded all their first round picks. By the way, that first round pick held by the Montreal Canadiens this next summer in 2023 is not lottery protected. 
And they're sort of salivating at the idea of, hey, can the Panthers stumble a bit here? They've got a long way to go in order for that to happen. But yes, it's gotten thin in a hurry on Florida's blue line, and they're going to be fun to watch because they've got offensive talent, but they're going to need to keep the puck out of their net. And it's funny, I saw the reaction on social media. People were saying, oh, this is perfect. Paul Maurice, well-suited to deal with this, given what he just came from in Winnipeg, where he had a ton of offensive firepower and was a little bit thin on the blue line. Everybody, I know it's uh, you're always up against something. Your schedule is full. Uh, Phillies, tough one yesterday. 4 nothing lead, worst lead in baseball, apparently, right? Yeah, but they get to throw Wheeler and Nola two more times in this series, games five and six, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's awesome, because I, I was texting you. I couldn't believe you were at that game where Hoskins... Go, it's unbelievable watching what those two crowds in San Diego and Philadelphia losing their minds. Unbelievable. Are you going to get to a game? Yeah, I'm jacked up. I'm going to be at all three games this weekend. Games uh, three, four, and five. And I'll sure. let Rob know. I'll bring a little red man with me too. Assuming there will be five? There will be five. Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Frank. Good to talk to you. See you next week. See you guys. Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider here on uh, Barn Burner. We are in the Tower Chrysler Studios here as we... Uh, no pinder, but lots lots going on today. It's been quite a show. We have the boys in, in Buffalo. Do we want to take like a two-minuter here? We're going to take about a two-minute break if you're watching on YouTube. Tight turn coming back. Ask Rhett, the Pinder Report, Rob Ray, Rhett Warner. Stay there. It's the game day edition of Barn Burner here from the Tower Chrysler Studios. The uh, the oh my gourd blowout sale is on for the Dodge Ram. A 2022 Dodge Ram as low as 169 a week. Price is so good it's scary. It is Tower Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram 10901 McLeod Trail South. There's Rhett. There's Rob Ray, Calgary or sorry Buffalo Saber legend with a Calgary Flame legend. And uh, those two teams hooking up at the Dome tonight. The 3-0 Flames, the 2-1 Sabres. Looks like it'll be a Jacob Markstrom start. Not too surprising. Noah Hannafin didn't skate yesterday. Uh, skate's taking place as we speak. So we'll see how that shakes out. We uh, we, we have both of them in... in we're we don't know what to call it. Is, it. is it a bomb shelter? Is it a dungeon? How would you best describe this, uh, this room you're in, Razor? Um, I would say, is this thing on? Yeah. I would say it's a closet. You know, Rhett, Rhett's not really big on spending too much money, and the rental he's got here is just kind of at the lower end of the... You know when you go into a rental unit, it's nice at the beginning, and then the farther down the road it goes, the less they get? Yeah. I think that's where we're, I think that's where we're at right now. We're at the What's end of the, the road. What's the rental market like? Could he, he probably rental market's nice really good place, right now, right? Yeah. Well, no, the rental market's really good. That's, I got yeah. 13 buildings here and that's kind of what I mess around with, but interest rates are so high right now. You know what? There's the housing availability is low. So people are out there, they need places to live so you can not take advantage of it, but, uh, there's no shortage of people looking and willing to pay. Are you, are you a mogul, like a real estate mogul? Um, maybe I don't really like hey. telling people my business. Okay. 
I just, that's right. it's a lot of things yeah. behind the scenes that I do here. Yeah, but you just did. No, I didn't tell him if I was a mogul or not. And I didn't say how many buildings. I didn't say anything about it. So well, I think there was I limit, a the, I limit the information. 15 or so. Um, and I always like to keep, we always try and catch up. You always seem to have a lot of animals at your house, pets slash rodents, yeah. critters. What's the, what's the tally? Right now it's just two dogs. I got rid of my daughter. So that was one less out of the house. She's gone to college. So I got two dogs that I, I got one that I would just love to oh, don't, do something don't. with. Well disciplined. No, oh, give it away. I mean, give it to a good home. Give it to okay. Boomer. I give yeah. my dog to Boomer. I tell you. Did you know this, this thing that he gave you his dog? Yeah. Oh, COVID a, hits. Nice. COVID hits. He's getting a dog. This guy that can barely put his pants on. Oh, we, we're going to be a dog family. Then realizes, you know, you can't just leave the house for hours on end when you got a dog. It's going to need to go out, probably going to have to feed it. Wants to go to Buffalo and Miami, can't take the dog, drops it off at my house, has never come back to get the dog. <laughs> never came back. I had, a buddy, I had the buddy do that with chickens one time. Gave me two chickens. <laughs> Delicious. And he's like, hey, I'm just going away. Can you keep, keep tearing them for a little while? And he never came back to get them. So the I like, kennels, dog beds, toys, you name it, dropped off at my front step. See ya, boom. Haven't seen him since. Now he's living in Buffalo. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's a good move. Tell her what, tell them what your daughter figured out in college already. You. Me? Yeah. Oh. Well, she wanted to go to this special school, right? It's the best uh -huh. kind of in the air, whatever. And I made an agreement with her. If she stayed close, then I would do that place in Ellicottville. I wanted to keep her like in New York state anyways. So we made the deal. She said she'd stay close if we had a place. I went out the next week, bought the property and said, okay, I live my end of the bargain. Now you, so she did. She picked a school about an hour from here, but she goes to school. And I said, this is a tough school to get in. So it's, and, and you've got to work when you get there. So right now, she has mastered the where to go drink at the frat houses, the fraternity houses. They don't go to bars or anything like this. I don't know how much class she's been. She told me the other day that she is passing two of five courses right now. And I'm like, is that good? 
And she goes, well, I got some work to do. And I said, maybe you just stay in once in a while or something like that. So my wife and I are driving the other day, the phone rings and she goes, daddy. I go, yes, honey. She goes, I've decided to move home and, and marry a rich guy. Like you've always told me to do since I was a little girl. She goes, I'm done with school. And I'm like, okay, if that's, that's all it takes. But and now I just got a phone call yesterday and she goes, you know what? You know how I really want to get into one of these fraternities here? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, I didn't realize it, but you have to have certain grade point average before you can get into these fraternities. So for my wife and I begging her and telling her every day to, you know, go and do the extra and do whatever she has to do to get the grades up. And she was just kind of like, yeah, they don't do that, dad. There's no, there's nobody here to do that. You're on your own and all this kind of thing. But as soon as she found out that she had to have a grade point average up to get into a fraternity, now it's like, okay, I'm going to get extra help here. I'm getting this. This yeah. guy's helped me with this. This person's helped me with that. And now it's a super like major mission for her to get her grades up just so she can get into one of these fraternities next year. It's amazing what everyone, motivates kids. I was going to say, everyone has their own motivation, right? For some, it's that job. For some, it's uh, the booze. No. I'm still looking for that rich guy for her too. And yeah, but yeah, that's kind of our last resort fallback. Are there many of those kicking around Buffalo or is it a bit of a hard thing to find? I know a few, I got a few friends that have boys, but some are too young and then others are, I don't Isn't know. One of them there named was, Bolton. Oh God. No, they is were Bolt's just friends. Living, is Bolt's he living is back, back here. There? Yeah. He, yeah. He moved back from Long Island there a couple of years ago and, He's still around town. Yeah, that's a special family too. I, I thought maybe he'd still be playing. That guy played for about five years after I even knew he was in. He the played, like, he played 16 years or something like that in the NHL and played like 200 <laughs> games. Yeah. He just kept signing, but never would play. It's so the wear and tear on his body is, is very little. And I, it's just amazing. We were, what? honestly, the island was, they were in Calgary. Yeah. And... I looked on the roster and his name was on there. And I'm like, I thought he retired four or five years earlier. But you looked on the roster where it said games played and it was yeah. zero all oh, the time. Sure. He never would yeah. play. That's actually, all right. That's all right. Actually, I text him that and went and met him for a beer. And he's like, well, usually I don't travel. I just stay home. But I decided to come on the West Coast. Oh, uh, the great ones. They great. And just think of all those people out there right now that are spending tens of thousand dollars to get their kids into the NHL and all that, and it's the greatest dream in the world. And then when they finally get there, they might not realize it's exactly what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> Sorry, now, Retro Sorry is, for, but, but speaking of dream. hockey players, Rhett says your kid's a hell of a player. Well, he's got some work, but he's got better hands in a shot that I think I ever had. He's, he's a little, he's got to get faster, but he's a stock. He's strong. Right? He's a power forward. It's a, he's about a, uh, let me think. He's a five foot four Lucic. Okay. Gotcha. You, you know what that's all about? Straight yeah, up yeah. and down. Don't get in my way. I'm coming through. So he's got balls. Do, put it that way. So do kids kind of. He doesn't take nearly as many penalties as retro's kid. Yeah, retro's kid. So I know with your kid, do they down. do they go after him? Do they try and get at him, knowing that he's your kid? No, he, he it doesn't bother him. I think he thrives on it. I go to games now, okay, and I hear it from 
parents on the opposition team, especially like Roch and that, they yell at me like I'm some devil demon or something like that because they think if one kid on our team runs into one of their kids and it's questionable, then it's my fault. It's nobody else in the building's fault. It's not the parents' kids. It's not the parent, the, the kid himself, nothing. It's Rob Ray's fault. It's because it's coached by a Rob Ray. And he's turned him into some kind of a demon devil out there. And he's just, uh, so I deal with that a lot. But it doesn't bother him. Didn't Do you, you get thrown out of any games? I did play Because when Rhett, when Rhett was behind no, the I, bench I got thrown out of one. He was like at a one was... out of three clip. No, I got thrown out of one. And it was just because the referee guy was so bad. And I just, I kept telling him how stupid he was. And he just, he finally stopped and he could barely skate. And he comes over and he goes, you can't say that to me. And I go, what? You can't tell me I'm stupid. I go, it's true. You just said it yourself. And he just got in a panic and he's like, you're out of here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But on the weekend, we were in Pittsburgh. You weren't there. And the guy, we're down by one goal late. And the guy in the penalty box, it's, we're down by one. We got pressure on him. They ice the puck. The referee blows the whistle. And the guy in the box just let the clock keep going. I yell at him. I said, hey, shut the clock off. And the guy I can hear, he jumps up on the bench. You're yelling at me? And I go, yeah, I'm yelling at you. He's like, you want to come and do something? I'm like, screw you. And I give him the finger, you know? And then he's like calling me on. So the game's over. And I just, I walk like to the center ice. And he's standing there like this in the box. And I'm like, you little bastard. I'd love to come over there and just whip you. But you know what? Calmer set in and I just kind of just kept walking and that was it of it. That's the close I've come. You'd be amazed at who's texting Rob Ray right now. Who? A close friend of all. Oh God. Patter. Call Patterson. Patter. Is that right? Ken Sutton. Kenny, Kenny Sutton. They're all watching. They're all watching. You've got three so people watching you today. This show's a big friggin' deal, this, Rob. It's it is make you relevant happening. again. Yeah. We're going to make no. you famous if you're not careful. And Razor, it's, he's not losing his hair. It got burned off. Oh, I did. I burnt my hair. I had a fire the other day burning some stuff, and it was a little windy. And I got my arms full of this stuff, and I'm going to throw it in the fire, and all of a sudden the wind came up, and the flame just <laughs> right into my face. And right here, it burnt any hair I had, like from this point all the way back, and it's just sitting there. My eyebrows are gone. My eyelashes were all singed. My beard was just like half of it was gone. It was all turned to... I'm like, God, please, I don't need any help losing my hair. It's going naturally, okay? So slow the wind down a little bit. Mother Nature are was you, not my friend that day. Are you making open fires often? Because I that oh, I rarely it. happens for it. me. I don't, know, I I don't know the last time that burn I started a fire. What, what, like garbage? What are you burning? Anything. Anything I can find. <laughs> I sit there, start the fire, walk around, pick up stuff, burn it down at the house, scraps of wood, whatever. Smoke cigar, think, have a chew. Nah, You're winning. I've earned that right. I've earned that right in my life. Yeah. I can yeah, just relax. You really have. Razor needs uh, a key to beat the flame. Yeah. What, what's the key to beat the flames tonight? <laughs> well, I heard we could hear you, Rhett. Why don't you tell him what you were saying before we came back yeah, for the little break there? I don't think he really knows. He was telling me all this stuff about D. He and said, all go after Stone, run the piss out of him. And try and turn the puck over. Yeah, but I can't say that. No. We actually have people watch our games here. Oh, I so see. I can't use that language. So it's kind of 
Well, we had, because that clip went viral, and you probably know which one. I think you were down between the boxes, and somebody said, hey, oh, yeah. pip squeak, and that was, so who was that? Was that somebody yipping at Skinner? That was uh, Austin. Watson? What's his name? Watson. Austin Watson yelling at somebody on the bench. I'm not going to tell you who it was, because it wasn't very nice. Your team guy, yeah. Called yeah. him a pip squeak, and then fired out but some F-bombs. He, he had said it before. And I looked over and I was laughing and smiling when he said it. And he was laughing and he goes, gives me the, I'm going to do say something again. So I just leaned in over the bench like this. So when he said it, it the mic would catch it perfectly. And then it went out through. So, but I didn't know what he oh, was going to say. Just, it was crystal clear. It how, was as clear as you. Yeah. This is how professional Razor is. I mean, big wow. we've got guys on the team that'll text him a saying or something, a word like salt shaker. And he's got to get it in on the broadcast. And I use it in the I broadcast like and make, I made 20 bucks last game or a couple of games ago. <laughs> Can we do he's that? He's like, get Salt Shaker in on it. I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> Very so next. How did you make Look at his feet going, going like salt and pepper shakers, like the Salt Shaker. Look at them go. They're up and down. They're this and that. Jay McKee used to do it all the time. And he'd text me and he'd go, get the word spatula in somehow. I'll give you a hundred bucks. No problem, yeah. or uh, Jay. No problem. Whatever, just send it to me. I'll get it yeah. in. Yeah, and Jesus is making five hundred. He bet some other dope at the bar. I'll bet you five hundred. Raises a spatula. It's <laughs> <laughs> just little ways you entertain yourself during the games. It's a long season. I'm serious. Tell them how to beat the Flames. Yeah, I don't know. I have a well, I'm... It's a, like it, that Sabres team. They're young. Actually, sound like I know what I'm talking about. So, well, let me ask you, Rhett, do you feel like the team speed, where is it compared to last year's team? Similar. I just wonder, do you, do you feel like with, because Kachuk was not a quick skater. Are they, are they quicker now with guy, with a guy like Huberto, with Caudry, Uyghur, I mean, whatever, but are they, are they, because I was going to say maybe the, the Sabres would strike me as being a young team that can maybe exploit with some speed. Well, the problem I said about it, trying to decide oh. how to beat them, was that both teams are kind of the same focus on how to play, play hard, right? It's not, we're great on the power play. We're not defensive specialists or it's more of a, what's your effort going to be? I'll tell you right yeah. now, the Sabres, their speed has improved tenfold since even last year. The guys they got in, they've got a lot more speed. Their back end has got a lot more speed. And they come at you. And that's that's what they've done. They did it at Florida. Florida had a hard time at, at points, you know, trying to develop the offense. Only because they come at you. The other night in Edmonton, the same thing. As soon as those guys will get the puck, bang. Especially in the neutral zone. They do a real good job of slowing you down in the neutral zone because they're right on top of you. They're they're willing to stand up and, and attempt to slow you down. If you get by them, then you got another layer you're going to have to get through. So they always talk about playing in layers, that first guy, the second guy, and then you got to get through three layers if you're going to get to where you want to go. And I think that's why McDavid had so much trouble the other night because he would beat one or two, but he wasn't getting through that third layer all the time. So and The other thing, too, you if go. you go back Speed. against Colorado, the Avs scored in the first minute. A couple nights ago, Vegas, kind of the same thing. Their first or second shot went in. And Flames got back into it in the second period on the power play. Six power plays in that middle frame. I don't know if they come back and win that hockey game if it wasn't for special teams. So stay out of the box and get after them early. Start on time. 
probably probably away. Starts okay. have not been great. These guys, the Sabres might be tired. You think they're going out like we did on the West Coast? No. No. No, these kids don't get tired anymore. They're machines. And did, who who you lose off your team last year to Chuck? Yeah. Goudreau. And Goudreau. Yeah. Just so you know, Chuck came in here the other day with Florida, and he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. By far the best player in the ice. First star of the game. Yeah. Rhett says Just he so you know. uh, when he's not on your team, he's a bit of an a-hole. Yeah, he is. And that's the way he played the other day. And he had he was un, he was good. Just wanted to pass that on to you. Just in case you guys didn't see him and know how he's doing. Yeah. Well Yeah. Huberto's Huberto's been okay. Uyghur's all right. Uyghur's gonna be okay. good. Uyghur's a good yeah. player. It's actually Craig Rebay's nephew. That... Is it? Yeah, Craig Rebay. If Rebe you're Bill is... Zito, if you're Bill yeah. Zito and you want Kachuk, why do you why do you give up both of those guys? Because you're clearly in a win now kind of a situation. You'd love yeah, to have Uyghur, Uyghur especially now that Ekblad's it was the signing, right? wasn't it? Wasn't it to do with the signing of Uyghur for the money so. wanted that they weren't going to be able to make it fit in? Yeah. But you had to give a little together this a little. year. I just wonder if there was another way you could have done that. Well, you know, I, I just think with Huberto, it's awesome player. Awesome. But they had so much of it. They have so much of it in that lineup. And then when they got into, they were fine during the regular season. But as soon as you got into that playoff series, it gets a little tighter. So those kind of guys, it's easier to eliminate those kind of guys. You need that oomph in there just to kind of take the attention away from those guys a little bit, just to loosen the game up a little bit. And you know, I think you had to give up something to get something that you didn't have. And they had plenty of the offensive side. So, you know, Huberdeau was the kind of guy you could let go. But on the other side, Uyghur's a little sandpaper back on the back end for them. And, you know, do you replace that? Uh, you know, Mark Stahl the other night was like, oh, I love Mark Stahl. And he's been a great player, but his his foot speed is, is not where it was a few years ago. And it, he was exploited, you know, quite a bit in our game. And now Ekblad's out for an undetermined yeah. amount of time. Yeah. Mark Stahl's in their top pair. And Ekblad was work. really good the other night too. Yeah. Retro, are you uh, you ready to do some Ask Rhett here? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah? All right, get that. Or uh, Ask you Rob. Put the, <clears throat> yeah, or Ask Rob. Put the mic uh, more in front of your jib, and I'll tell you about Hope Street. You won't need to use your own valuable time finding or managing tenants You'll earn those premium rental rates, just like what Rhett's paying there in Buffalo. Sleep easy knowing your property is safe and protected. Book a virtual meeting online. Get Hope Street to work for you. Hopestreet.ca. Ask Rhett. We've got, uh, we've got the new email address set up, Retro. Ask Rhett at flamesnation.ca if people want to email and get their questions in, also on social media, through Instagram and Twitter and all of that is how you can take part in Ask Rhett. This one is coming from Logan. Rhett, what? Hey, Rhett. What is your stance on sour cream drizzle across nachos at a restaurant as opposed to getting it on the side where maybe it's still not big enough for the entire platter? Do you need the salsa Every and the sour cream on the side or fire it right in there? Well, if, if you can put it on top, I don't care about that, but I'm definitely getting two on the side. As soon as they bring it out. Oh, yeah. Extra sour. Now, what are you doing with guac? Ugh. We're leaving it in the kitchen. <laughs> I actually, I like guac. Rhett, you're a guac guy. I've seen Rhett making make guac, guac this so afternoon. Getting her going, getting her going. Loves the guac. Uh, hey, Rhett, this is from 
Denver. We met and partied together at Castle Mountain. I've got some great picks if you want to see them. With the move to Buffalo, what are the chances that you'll make it back to Castle again so we can get bleep-faced and talk about the White Mud Hockey League again? You busted my balls for being a Greyhound. We had a blast. Any recollection, and where can I send those picks? Oof, I fell into a tree that day. A tree well, fucking home. It wasn't good. So not uh, not skiing. You didn't have the skis on. Just walking. No, no, you no. Fell. Just walking back to Durr's place. I was thinking of going back there in February to try and get in there, but we'll see. Immigration, you know, immigration can't. Yeah. I don't control that. In see, Colorado, this is the thing, Rob. More of a, a more of a weed induced or alcohol induced? Oh no, heavy whiskey razor. Oh, okay. I'm in the mountains. So I got to drink whiskey. Hey, boom, let's, yeah, we're going to do this podcast. Are we going to do this podcast? Sure, let's do this podcast. Then he moves to Buffalo, and now, he, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back all the time. I'll be back, like, once a week. We'll do some stuff. I would. Yeah, I'm not sure I can come back, guys. I uh, see immigration. <laughs> I'm not sure I can come back at all, prick. <laughs> if I cross, I'll get in trouble. Yeah, that's right. I just thought, geez, what if I get stuck at the border? Real great. Hey, Rhett, this is from Garrett. Got my hands on a nice 14-pound brisket. My question is, butcher paper or tin foil to wrap it? Also, good ideas for rub and side. Uh, I like butcher paper, and I like salt and pepper. Maybe a little garlic salt, uh, but keep it simple. Don't overdo it. This one's from Patty. Salt, pepper, yeah. a little garlic salt. And yeah, if you've got the butcher paper, go with it. Well, what's that place? Kind of the, I think it's in uh, Austin. Is it the Franklin's? Franklin's Barbecue. It's like world famous. And all he does is salt and pepper. That's it. Yeah, you do. But you got to cut it the right way, right? You got to get the, what, the the head yeah, or whatever, the thing. You got to trim it. I don't know. From Patty. Hey, Rhett, I play in an over 40 team in Cochrane. A team in our league has Sarich and Glen Cross playing for them. Uh, just wondering, when we play them next, would you come out and join us? No, absolutely not. I haven't played a game of hockey. And you play hockey anymore? No, I got one coming up. Got that Hall of Fame game. Oh, he's up, got a good Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's out of shape. He's chasing kids. Why are you practice. laughing at Rob? That's your friend. You're laughing right in his face. I'll give you a hint, though. The other night, we we kind of gave our kids a bag skate because they didn't play well. And I participated in the bag skate just to be a good coach yeah, yeah. and Rhett stood there and he's like, I'm done. And I skate by him. I'm Oh my God, I'm going to die. And he goes, why would you do that? I got bad ribs. I was going to say only about four times a show. We hear about his battered ribs. Yeah. More questions, please. Hey, he got nailed from a kid. One of the coaches on our team got nailed from behind from a kid the other day and broke his ankle. So all you parents out there, tell your kids to be a little more responsible when you're on the ice. Get your heads up. Well, but I, I was telling Red a guy that uh, he was out for evals. Kid went and broke his shoulder. It's dangerous. Uh, it's a good thing you don't know how to play, so you never have to coach, right? What's the biggest mistake that you made in your career? Oh, hmm. Lose three teams yeah, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah that's that. Right. Okay, my worst actual game screw up with big implications. 
was with Razor in 2001. Uh, we're up 4-3 in Pittsburgh. There's about 40 seconds left. Draws an RN. This game six. Win the game, go on to play Jersey in the semifinals. Brownie blocks a shot. Puck goes about 100 feet in the air. And I stand beside Lemieux and watch him tap it into the empty net. You know when they say, tie guys up? Yeah. You know, take away their stick? Yeah, it was Mario Lemieux, and I just kind of... Oh. Probably didn't figure he was oh. going to get a stick out. What about in 99 when you got in a fight in the finals and you broke your ankle? Yeah, but I couldn't help the team win. <laughs> Might have been better. <laughs> Shannon went in, and he was in shape. Because that was Darian, right? Darian Hatcher? Yeah. And then Shannon goes in and has to play, and he hasn't played in a month. And he's getting like intravenous uh, saline solution because he was so dehydrated the whole time. So even a Rhett Warner with a broken ankle out there might have been better than a guy cramping up. That's <laughs> because when he was working out, he was wrapping himself with saran wrap to get skinny. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, Rhett, is it impolite to recline your seat on a flight? Nope. How long is the flight? Anything over two hours is okay. The seat only moves two inches anyways. What's the big deal? If it's an hour and a half, hour up to two hours, you don't need to recline. Come on. Anything over two. It just depends cool. on the size of the person behind. Uh, Usually I'm first class anyway, so it doesn't matter. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and you've got that empty seat beside you. <laughs> Does Rob know that story? Warner books flights to Hawaii for his family of five, six tickets, so he can have an empty middle seat beside him. Pretty smart, eh? It's a long hey, Rhett, way to Hawaii. It is a long way. Uh, you're still crushing buckets of Cool Whip. No, I've cut it right out. It, it's I, too I, expensive now. I paid the price the next day, and it was I can't do it anymore. So you're getting old, right? Your guts, burgers and Cool Whip and butter, your guts, you're getting to be an old man now. The last one here, uh, the captain or the sailor? Sailor. Still with old Jerry? Old I'm sailor Jerry. Jerry. You know what they're talking about? Yeah. Right? Rum. Captain Morgan or Sailor Jerry? Hmm. I could drink Which, both. I would drink the same. Is sailor. Jerry sweeter? Uh, it has a, certainly a different taste. Yeah. The reason I like it, I've said this before, it reminds me of Bundaberg rum out of Australia. Is that like bamboo rum? Nope. Yeah. It comes from a monkey's spot. Yeah. Uh, Hope Street Rental Property Management. It's Askret locations, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. They are Canada's Property Manager of the Year. What's their website, Rhett? Hopestreet.ca. Very nice. Sing it. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Uh, South Street Burger brings you the swear jar. I think we're doing pretty good today. For the amount that there could have been, I think we've kept it in check. Seven South Street locations across Calgary, SouthStreetBurger.com for locations. Over 30 different free toppings to choose from. It's 100% Angus beef available on Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, 
and DoorDash. Uh, we're going to do a pinder, no pinder today, which is just fine. How are we doing? Are we doing okay without Ryan today? You think it's... Did, uh, you, did you talk to him? Like, is he... I, I didn't. He came on at the start there. Here's the thing. He has no headphones or AirPods or, or earbuds to, to, to do anything on a phone. So he went out and bought a set and then came on today and it still sounded awful. So I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. Him and golf. 20 guys went on a golf trip to Mesquite. Well, tell him to, not to buy him at the dollar store. Get some good it, it looked like Canadian he or American made earphones and then it might work. But we'll uh, we'll rip through a Pinder report here. We'll get through uh, some of the uh, some of the topics, some of the news, uh, real quickly here. Village Honda brings you the Pinder report. The used, massive used car clearance is on. You could win a trip for two to Las Vegas, seventy six sixty three, one hundred and tenth Avenue Northwest. Visit them online at villagehonda.com. It's a game day. The Flames and the Sabers. It's a game two of a four game trip for the uh, for the Sabers. Who do they start in net tonight? Go back to uh, Craig Anderson, or do you ride? I bet Comrie you Anderson. The... Uh, I think Anderson. You know, Comrie played um, back to back there, so I imagine Anderson will be in. And he was good. In that, going, I think uh, season yeah, he was. He was good. He was really good. Play Ottawa, we played, and he was he was fantastic, and he got tested a lot. And he was good. Um, he said after the fact, he he felt good too. So. It wasn't coming down to uh, being wore down or anything. I, I, I would imagine Comrie got the back-to-back starts because going back to Edmonton's never started there before. Family kind of from there, and, you know, that was kind of a, a treat to him. So I would say definitely Anderson here tonight. 7.30 start. I think I might be there. I think I might be there. Might go to a game, Rhett. Take a sign, will you? Say, take a sign, I love Rhett or something, and I'll get the camera to search the stands for you. Okay. Wilm yeah. sucks. Oh. Wilm sucks. Definitely going to do that. Uh, 12 games in all tonight. Uh, they they re- revealed the reverse retro jerseys. Are you, do you get excited about the jerseys? Fans love them. They come out the, with the... Because last... What was the last reverse retro? It was the Blasty. They had the, the horse head with the black and the trim and all of that. And the Sabres... Like every team, they came out with their reverse retros. Here's here's a look at some of them that were revealed officially this morning. They get fans all excited, and uh, some of them are okay, and some of them are 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 not great at all. Fans uh, fans get wound up about these reverse retro jerseys. The uh, the Oilers one is kind of a take on that uh, that gear thing that they had. I think a lot of people were thinking here in Calgary that it might be the Blasty again, the horse head, but with a white kind of a background. So there's the Sabre. So it's the, it's basically the same design as the black, silver, red, but using the blue and yellow thoughts as former yeah. Sabres. I like it. And I'll tell you what, when they, when they, when they said that they were going to be wearing the, the black and red again, people here were off the charts. I know everything that they had in merchandise to sell in those colors went instantly. And this right here will be over the top because everybody else was saying the ones that didn't like it, they're going, Hey, I love the design, but they should have done it blue and gold. And this is exactly what they've done. And I think this one's really nice. And they, they wear white gloves with this too. I thought they released that they were going to use the black and red. Yeah, they are. But they're, they're using these as well. And like, these are going to have, I think they got, uh, 
you know, the, the pants to go with it and the gloves to go with it. It's going to look really sharp. There you go. Do we have, you want to spin through some of them or should we just, we can just probably, but there's the Calgary yeah, one. Good. Remember it had the, they call it the pedestal Jersey. Cause it's got the slant, uh, trim there on the front part of, part of the problem with that is the era that was worn not not a lot of uh, highlights there that's well when we a lot of marty mckinnis and ed ward not uh not great uh there's the uh that's the colorado avalanche a little bit of throwback to the uh to the rockies we can spin through these uh i like that that's nice st louis that's really nice the, the font on the blues is a little a little wonky. I like Here's that. your Habs. Vancouver. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> the old that's uh, was that Johnny Canuck? I think they call that guy. Anyway, we can go. Uh, we we can move on. You can go oh, on. Wow. And you find all that. You're talking about yeah, an era like where it was awful, right there. That's that's an era that was a nightmare so, for for the Islanders. Who do you think of? Who's the first player you think of when you see that? All. Paul Cruz, because he took my legs out and I landed on my head for my first concussion when he was wearing that jersey. Ziggy Pulfy. Ziggy Pulfy. I was going to say. Wendell Clark wore those. Yeah. Didn't Chara? Is that not what Chara, Chara yeah. Yeah. In? I was going to say, I see, I see Chara and Ziggy Pulfy. Those are the two that come to mind when I see that one. You can find them all online. Uh, Major League Baseball yesterday, the uh, New York Yankees. Tough one in the Shuffler household there, Retro, as the Yankees fall by a score of 4-2. to two. How good was uh, was Verlander? 39 years old is Verlander. Six innings, three hits, 17 strikeouts. It's incredible. Yeah, How old the, are you? The Shuffler was excited for Verlander. She was mad oh, that yeah, the, the Yankees couldn't get, get some runs off him. But. Very dreamy. So they played, of course, in the uh, the winner-take-all last round. They're now in the championship series. Played yesterday. They're going to play again today. That's the only game. As the uh, Padres and Phillies, they will go tomorrow. Padres were down 4 nothing. came back and won by a score of 8-5. to five. So San Diego up one game to none on the NL side. A little football no, for you tonight, no. the Thursday night. They're or the tied. Thursday eh? They're tied. They are tied. Thank you. They are tied. Uh, NFL tonight, Thursday nighter. The Thursday nighters have stunk. Last week it was the Commanders 12-7 over the Bears. The Colts the week before that beat the Broncos 12-9. Carolina at Arizona. It is uh, the return of uh, of D-Hop after his six-game uh, suspension for taking the PEDs. DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson both into the lineup for the cards tonight. Betway telling you, uh, Betway, our partner, cards, two and a half point favorites at home. Who do you like, Retro? I'll take the cards. Remember the yeah. cards a couple of years ago? They had the whole team. My fantasy. I was going to say, how's your fantasy team this week? I looked at your team yesterday. I was going to send you a trade offer. Your entire bench is Buffalo Bills on a buy. He has nothing but yeah. Buffalo Bills, his entire team. I is need on a Lamar Jackson to put up about 70. I'll be okay. And I think he's right. questionable now. It's the Pinder Report. It's brought to you by Village Honda. Go online, check them out, villagehonda.com. They are a legendary, they're, they're a staple up in the Northwest when it comes to a service, customer service, all of that. If you're looking for Honda, 
that's the only place to go. It's villagehonda.com. Uh, that's probably going to do it, fellas. Probably going to do it for today. How close are you, Razor, to where Retro is? Because he sent me a text. He said, should I get Razor on today? And I thought I thought maybe you were here traveling or we are going to have to get you. I said, no, I just come over to the house. You must be very close. Yeah, two, three miles. Did you jog? I still no, know his walk. address from when I lived here. I was just going to say it out loud, but I better not. I told the Who has the nicer the house day. right now? Your rental yeah. or, or his shack? I got a I got a garage over on Dodge, just kind of halfway in between him and I, and it's nicer yep. actually than what he's got here now. Is his wife sour? You said she was in a bad mood today. Maybe it's the Ooh. Yankee thing, but how happy is she living in in that state that he's rented for the family there? Depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen her when she's been really happy, and I've seen her when she's not been so happy. And so. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Drinky, drinky. We invite everybody, bet responsibly, get the Betway app, enjoy, uh, you know, be responsible. Everything is about responsibility. Our Betway, our, uh, our partner here with, uh, with Flames Nation and with Barn Burner. There you go. 19 and over in Ontario. Don't, don't mess around. Bet responsibly. On the show tomorrow. Brett will be back. I, I don't know that you'll be back, Rob. You'll be very busy. No, no, It'll be no, nice no, to talk. No, but... Tomorrow's a big day. Big day I tomorrow. A, I got a big day going hunting tomorrow. I got to go check my trail cams. It's deer hunting right now. Yeah. Bow hunting's on right now. Yeah. The weather's been you take awful. Red. So it's... I took red deer bow hunting once. He shows up. He doesn't have any arrows. He's like, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm like, what the? So actually my arrows weren't long enough i found one in the in the barn that was there and i made him up one okay got him going he takes the shot i'm sitting at one end of the field he's at the other i'm watching him these deer come out i'm like oh he's gonna he takes a shot and misses say this is like at four o'clock it doesn't get dark till seven right he's got one arrow he takes the shot and misses he sits there for the next three hours i'm like what the hell did you do that for? Why didn't you get down and go get the arrow, get back up in your tree again? We had three hours. Well, I didn't think I could. And I'm like, okay. And that was it. That's the last invite, right? Yeah. Quit shaking the table. Sorry, man. You know, the great, great white hunter was here the other day for the Ottawa game, Jeff Sanderson. Yeah. He's in watching his son, Jake. So first time seeing him in an awful long time. It was pretty cool. Kid played well, too. Kid played really well. He's a good player. A good I didn't player. realize he had to play with you. Yeah. Like, how's that like? He came off of scoring a million goals and then came here. And I don't think Lindy had to liked him while he was playing. I think it's good now. But when he was playing, Lindy didn't like him, so he stuck him with me. That didn't matter. All the, all the, yeah. Doesn't matter. Andrew Chuck and Gilmore when they got here. I don't think uh, because. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it, but for whatever reason, I don't think he liked them either. I had a great chance to play with two Hall of Famers for quite a while, and uh, it really didn't help my career, but they did pretty well from it. Maybe he just liked I you. Was the dis- Look at I the was line the mates distract- he's giving you. Maybe he did. Maybe he was just hooking me up. I never thought yeah. of it that way. I think we had to go pick him up and save him from a pub one night. Oh, I do remember that night. Rhett and I, the two responsible ones, back at the hotel, we get the phone call from, from New Jersey trainers. Come and get these guys. They're loaded. We sneak out of the hotel, go down, get Dougie and, and Dave Aronchuk out, 
drag them back, get them in the hotel. Last thing I remember is Dougie sitting at the table and he's got a cigarette in his hand. He's like, hey. The next night we go and we play. And I the game was 3-2 or something like that. We win. And they were both stars in the game. And it's like, that's as old school as you can get right there. That is old school. Yeah. Was that a was that routine? Did that happen a lot? No, that was just once. It happened once. I was going to say, because that'd be later on in their careers. It's harder the older you get. Uh, Not for them. Not for them. (laughs) Dave Anichuk and Yuri Himalev, the two guys that could sit there all afternoon at a bar, drink beer all day, and never get up to take a leak. Never get up. They would consume gallons and never have to go to the bathroom. Uh, That is more impressive than anything. Thanks for coming on, Razor. It's good to see you. Hey, no see, I like this. Uh, this uh, now we actually do get to see you. You look good, in spite of the singed and the burns, the third degree yeah. burns. You look good, buddy. I think if I ever do this again, I'm going to bring a few decorations and hang them up back there, just so it's not. Oh, so do you blah. think it needs it? We, we well, we you can got barely your tell little, it. You got your little Calgary Flames hats there and work helmets and all that kind of crap back yeah. there. We'll we'll add a little something. Very nice. All right, man. We'll let you go. Thanks, buddies. That's it. Oilers Nation every day is coming up. See ya.